Welcome to Karma Radio. My name's Chizzy Rascal, and each week I release a new episode of Karma Radio to our SoundCloud page, featuring some of the best UK talent in the alternative rock scene, plus interviews with the musicians themselves. I've edited these episodes so that we can upload the interviews to Spotify, but if you want to listen to the full thing, including the tracks chosen by our guests and play it out on the show, then head over to our SoundCloud page by searching Karma Radio. You can also download the SoundCloud app and give us a follow so that you never miss an episode. However, if you're stuck for time and just want to hear some of the stories from our guests, you can listen to this section of the show right now on Spotify. listening to Karma Radio. You would have just heard Low by The City Is Ours and we're now joined by Mikey from the band. Mikey, how are you doing, man? Hey, man. Yeah, no, um, this is this is really cool. I'm very well, thank you. Um, it's super cool to, to have been invited on to your, to your show, so thank you very much for having me. No problem. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's nice to speak to speak to somebody outside of the confines of, of my day-to-day life, to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> it's just, yeah, this is great. I'm really looking forward to, to getting stuck in. Cool. So let's chat about, um, like, about yourself then. And with all my guests, I always give them a few categories before the interview to pick out some tracks that will play on the show. So I sent yours over today. I want to know, what's a song which inspired you to become a musician? So you're you're the guitarist in the band and you also yeah. sing as well, aren't you? Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many layers to this. Like I, I like it because you've asked me questions that have made me think, which is nice because sometimes when you do when you do things like this, it's kind of like you know you get similar questions each time, and uh, yeah. this is not the, not the case at all. So it's nice. That's to good. That. That's some good feedback um, for me. I like that. Thank you. No, dude, hundred percent. No, it's, it's honestly, it's it's when you when you have to think about the answer, it's like oh okay. So I've had a, I've sort of pondered it um, this afternoon, and um, yeah, there's so many layers to it because. Uh, primarily I was a guitar player and that was just kind of what I did and uh, singing wasn't really something that I I really I kind of fell into that by accident but uh, I mean listening to bands like kind of you know as I was growing up I, I've been very lucky to have quite a broad knowledge of music I suppose in terms of popular music and things like that I've grown up with lots of different things um, my family are all massively into kind of 50s rock and roll music so you know like Eddie Cochran Carl Perkins Elvis Presley is obviously a massive one um, but lots of stuff like that so and it sort of sort of grew from there and as i got a bit older i was sort of introduced to bands like acdc dire straits aerosmith who like one of my favorite bands i love aerosmith (laughs) aerosmith are amazing and then like you know guns and roses again i I remember hearing i I remember hearing appetite for destruction kind of in full for the first time and that was the album that was like i'm gonna be a guitar player i wanted to be a drummer so bad i was so desperate to be a drummer and uh it just didn't work out as basically where i live i was like mom i'd like to get a drum kit and she was like absolutely (laughs) <laughs> and that was kind of that was the end of my uh it's probably worked out for the best because i've dabbled in drums for fun after that and it, I, i'm not very good so yeah um, I, I tried it once i just can't do the hand and foot coordination and... <laughs> like i can play yeah. it a bit but not certainly not anywhere near the level of being able to do anything like worthwhile it's just yeah i enjoy doing really so yeah guns and roses was really the one that kind of made me think this is what i want to do and then as i sort of got into I started playing guitar when I was 10. So I was at that level. I was sort of going into secondary school. And once I got there, it was like, okay, figuring things out and sort of listening to, you know, I was really into bands like Fall Out Boy, Paramore, Yumi at Six, very into that kind of thing. But when I thought about 
I sort of tried to sort of tailor your question to kind of be a musician and I was sort of thinking about it and I sort of thought I, I need to try and incorporate the singing thing into this as well because obviously in the context of what we're talking about because it's such a difficult and broad thing for me because I've, I've wanted to be a musician for like as long as I can remember really. yeah so like it was about the doing what I do now I suppose the big thing that really changed my life was Death of Anna. Wow, so, I wasn't yeah, expecting that. <laughs> no, like Death of Anna was a band where um, I, kind of the story of how I ended up singing in City is I used to live with our old guitar player, George, and um, I was basically, we were looking for a vocalist for the band and it wasn't working out and everything else. And I was in the kitchen, just cleaning the kitchen, singing along to um, Meet Me Halfway at Least, which was uh, the first full length album they put out. And I, I just loved that band. I loved everything they kind of like the whole vibe and the mix of the two vocals and everything else. And I didn't know he was he was listening. So I was just singing away and he was like, why don't you give it a go? And I was like, definitely not. Like, it's absolutely not what I want to do. And, you know, I eventually ended up tracking some stuff on the demos. But the, the plan was that it was still going to be, you know, I'll just I'll demo it. So we've got something to give to people and then yeah it just kind of eventually it stuck and that but that album i think when i look back at it is like it was a really pivotal album in terms of where i am now sort of yeah 10 years later or something obviously sort of pre city that we know today basically but that was the first one that made me kind of think oh this is the kind of thing that i would want to do in terms of being a musician as a broad thing you know there's you've got all the classic people you know slash Jimi hendrix prince like all of those you know, obviously legends of the game but for me as an individual in terms of getting to where i am now that album in particular was like a a huge a huge moment for me and i guess in terms of a track if you want a specific track for me as yes, cliche please. as it is from that record i think friends like these was the one where i was just like oh my god like I in, in my so much. <laughs> in my life i hadn't heard anything that made me go wow who yeah. is this because that for me was just it had everything it's got that kind of poppy fun but still kind of riffy metally screamy singy big drums big guitars it just had everything that i i heard it for the first time i was like oh my god this band are amazing and they became like my sort of the sound of a, a particular part of my life I, was, I love that record it's still one of my sort of favorite records of probably of all time to be honest so yeah i mean if you're after one particular song for me as a musician or as the musician that I am now, and I know yeah. I've kind of twisted your question ever so slightly because I found it so hard, I would say probably Friends Like These, Never Banner. Yeah, no, I like that. And um, yeah, they're speaking of like that track because I remember when I first heard it, because I, I think me and you were probably around the same age, so we probably both probably saw it on Kerrang! at the same time sort of thing. And um, it was like the sort of times when I'd like kind of just started going to festivals and it was just like, it was such a, a nice summer song, wasn't it? Just like... Dude. If you have like a sick weekend with your mates, you know, you're all out drinking by a pool or in a oh, field or whatever just, you're doing. It's just, just that's just the perfect song for it. Yeah, it was it was just yeah. And the thing is I think it's sort of timeless as well, you know, if out in Radio Land inverted yeah. commas uh, yeah like it's a sort of very timeless uh timeless song is like it does it's one of those ones where it falls into that classic category of if you're in you know you're in the after party at the club night in the venue that you've just played your gig out or whatever and that comes on everyone loses their minds yeah and it's you know not, perhaps not on the same level but you know you've got your misery business and you've got your i write sins not tragedies and every fallout boy song ever basically yeah but like all, you know, all the un- underdog underdog yeah and it felt like yeah. that song comes on and it's that everyone pulls that same face you know oh yeah. my god yeah that tune and it's, it's like, definitely it's one of those songs that anytime i hear it it's like 
there's a few songs that I put on and like, I could just still get that same enjoyment of the first time. Like, like it's just such a perfect chorus. Completely agree with you. And it's so simple as well, which is just like, again, something I've taken from that in terms of the way that I, you know, with writing and stuff, it's always been important to me. It's just like having that hook that's just ingrained in your brain. And I think that's one of the sort of the best songs I've heard in this sort of genre, certainly at the time for that so yeah that's that's why that gets uh that gets that one i think yeah we'll play that one out for listen now then so this is death of honor friends like these I want to talk to you about obviously 2020 has been a weird one we've all been stuck in our homes has there been anything anything you've kind of discovered about yourself so normally we talk about like artists you might have discovered but you have kind of hinted to me that you've kind of changed the way over your life so let's just talk about what you've been up to the past few months and then we'll also okay. talk about what you've been listening to as well okay cool so um yeah i mean from a personal standpoint obviously the beginning of lockdown for the same as everybody was kind of you know a bit crazy from my point of view i was just like grateful for the break i know that sounds in context of what was going on sounds basically solidly since um sort of i think august last year pretty much i went to my i was a best man at my best mate's wedding in august last year and then pretty much since i got back i hadn't stopped working because i work all over christmas and everything else in the theater so yeah initially it was just like oh just to not have to juggle everything for a little while was really nice but then i got into this kind of zone of trying to work out what i was going to do and obviously I, i'm the kind of person who likes to stay busy I, I have a lot of things going on at any one time so once i kind of got over the initial this is nice i can have a beer on a school night and everything's fine thing i was like okay Okay, I need something to focus on. So I've like weirdly got into cycling at home because obviously you couldn't go anywhere at that point. Yeah. So um, we had like one of those really like really crappy like Argos folding exercise bike things in the shed. So I just got that out and was like, oh, I'm just going to have a go. And I just tried to sort of stay consistent with it because it's, it's one of those things where I think male, like particularly male body image is something that isn't really sort of spoken about enough almost. And it's, you know, it's a weird one because there's this kind of, you know, you, you see so many things in the press about, you know, um, and it's, uh, what's the word? Um, like unrealistic aspirations for, for like for women and, and, you know, um, the whole kind of, almost that sort of plastic surgery kind of trend as if that like you know i'm seeing people who are like you know early 20s getting surgery and it's like that's totally cool you know it's a personal choice that's what they want to do it's it just seems sort of alien to me in a lot of ways yeah i agree i guess uh, like you said it's it's down to anyone what they want to do but one thing just to mention on that topic i don't like that instagram they make like filters to make it look like you've got surgery and it's like it, it's, I think it's just it's forcing that kind of what you say in the um, like the ide- the idealistic look of how you should be kind of thing. Like, no. And that's the thing. Like, it's, it's just it's one of those things we see it so often, and it, it is again. I'm I'm totally people should be able to do whatever they want to do, but you've got to do it for you. And I think that's kind of the the really sort of important thing that hit home to me was I. I like to, like I said, like to have something to focus on, and you know, I, I, I've got lots of different things on the go. Obviously, with with the band and sort of working with the artist consultancy stuff that I do, and obviously working in the theatre and tour teching and all of the various other bits and pieces that I've got on the go simultaneously. But to actually have some time to just sort of focus on me for a little while 
was something that was quite odd but equally quite enjoyable so i just got on the bike and, and just sort of did a bit i was like oh this is nice and then just sort of tried to consistently do it and gradually i just got more and more into it lost a bit of weight feel a bit better about myself in general started you know eating a bit better and all of these things but it was all just having the time to be able to you know spend some time on myself i think and i think that's something that's important and i know a lot of people have been in a similar boat and again to sort of try and take the positives from a negative i think it's really a really great thing to see that people have sort of used the time to kind of go okay i'm gonna try and better myself or you know in some cases it's i'm gonna you know be fitter i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna exercise more i'm gonna look after myself i'm gonna look after my mental well-being because that's really important too so it might not even necessarily be a physical thing but just trying to sort of do things and put some sort of time aside for for us as individuals and again something that i think will be i know that i'll come out of this in a different place to where i was when i went in 100 that, that, that for me is is like that's the only way i can really sort of describe it as you, you have to do it for yourself but i feel like as long as you come out of it in a different place to where you started progress is like the, the sort of key word that i use in most areas of my life to be honest it's, as long as i'm moving forwards i'm, I'm content and as obviously there's there's various levels of how you do that and sometimes it's faster sometimes it's you know it's a bit of a slog but as long as that's happening so you know in my case i've been you know doing slightly longer rides slightly like more intense rides slowly chipping off a little bit more weight here and there you know feeling a bit better about myself and all of those things are but I think the main thing is everyone kind of is sort of enjoys it's like finding what works for you and and capitalizing on that is, is massively important and because if you do it for you and you do it because you want to you'll be consistent with it i'm not sitting here as like you know the next joe wicks or i'm not gonna go and be a personal trainer at the end of all of this because at the end of the day i like pizza a lot i like <laughs> a lot. i like to party a lot yeah i get what you no, mean because like with with the fitness thing like I, li- I like to like i've been cycling as well so it's quite funny you said that i've literally done the exact same thing as you i've done about like since march i've done about 750 miles on the bike um, Dude, and yeah crazy. lost lost like nearly two stone but i probably could have done better if i went for the full healthy lifestyle thing of like right i'm not gonna yeah. do any shit i'm gonna have salads and i'm like no 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 i want to be able to enjoy myself as well so it is man. finding that balance I, is key i've notoriously been one of those people that like when it comes to you know, i love how this is just turning into like a, a, a fitness thing by the way. <laughs> that's fine it's cool like i've notoriously been one of those people that will be right i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna diet and i'm gonna you know whatever it is exercise blah blah blah, and i will like smash it as hard as i can and i will you know i won't have any kind of you know junk food or you know i'll be drinking water i'll be eating salads i'll be eating vegetables and just like everything else and i'll do really well and i'll lose a load of weight and then for whatever reason usually some kind of mental you know something bad will happen and i'll you know for of a better word get a bit sad and then when that happens i'll just end up going all the way back to where yeah, i started junk food the, the beer all comes back out exactly that and it's you use it as a comfort mechanism and it's like for me the the difference this time was because i've you know everyone's experienced so many different emotions as well that when you get to that point where it's kind of going okay i can do this sustainably now by yeah i'm still gonna have a beer i'm still gonna have a you know whatever it is i mean it it was you know when at the start of lockdown you couldn't go out and just order kind of any old food so even then i sort of fell back in love with cooking again because it was just like oh i have to i have to like i have to invest in myself now and then you know from there because i was enjoying it and because i liked it it's become a sort of staple part of the way that i live my life that doesn't mean to say that i didn't order a pizza on friday night because i absolutely did but like the whole point is 
You find the balance. Kind of finding the balance and by doing that, making it sustainable. So now I'm in the situation where it's like I'm slowly chipping off the weight, feeling better about myself, but not to the point where, you know, I'd lose like a stone and be like, oh yeah, I've lost a stone. This is amazing. Something bad would happen. And suddenly I'd be a stone and a half heavier than yeah. I was. And suddenly I'm half a stone heavier than I was when I started. And it's that whole kind of, you know, ping pong swinging backwards and forwards whatever you want to call it and that that for me is like even more unhealthy so it's like now it's just trying to put myself in a situation where i'm in control of going this is how i feel about it and sometimes yeah you know you get up and be like oh right how have i done this week and you know sometimes it's oh not quite as well as i like sometimes i'm like buzzing and that feeling is incredible equally i'm not the kind of person that's going to go sort of diving all into it because i've done that before and seen that that just doesn't work for me I'm not the kind of yeah, person that totally agree. I always find works. I always find like if you like if you're someone that like say you've not done anything for a long time and then you're like right I want to get fit and just going to dive into it and have a, a really hard session at the gym you're going to hate it you're not going to want to go back it's pointless don't do that find the balance sort of like but like when I started cycling so back in March I'd do five or six miles and I'd be like oh that's that's tired me out a bit today it took me 40 minutes but that'd be enough and then the other week I managed to break my record um I had uh, Fez from Loath he was down for a couple of days he's so motivational that we went out on the bikes and he just like we just keep going further and further and we ended up doing like 33 miles to him that was nothing he's done loads of like he's done that loads of times now but for me I was like I was well happy with myself that thinking back to starting off with the first few miles and now building up. And that's what you got to do. Build it up, balance it out, enjoy your life. hundred yeah. percent. Like, I, I don't know, like it's, it's probably a good time. Like I've been, obviously I know the guys, like some of the guys in Love and, and the guys in holding absence and a few things like that. And like, James is obviously doing this ridiculous kind of like a thousand miles or something at the moment. Yeah, I think he's nearly done it. Dude, like, it was shout a month out to old, him, and I swear he's nearly done it. It's absolutely incredible. James, if you're listening to this, champion, like, what an absolute dude. Um, like, and I was talking to Ash about it as well because I saw that him and um, Ben and you know James had all been out doing all this mad had been running you guys are doing your thing and it's amazing but at the same time it's like if you start comparing yourself to that like if, I, if I'm sat here going oh I, I, I haven't done what they've done I'll just give up which is like the previous me would have done that would have been like oh I've done this and then you see other people and you get that yeah. kind of peer pressure thing it's like damn staying in your lane I think is something that's really important as well because it's like that's the, the to, to consistently build you'll you know you'll get to wherever you want to go with it and like yeah. seeing those guys, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. The effort they're putting in and like obviously particularly James is, it's amazing. Like what an achievement that is. They're insane. But like, he's just, uh, he's just like an absolute machine at the moment. Fair play to him. But yeah, everyone's, everyone's got their different starting points. Everyone's got their different limits. You know, I don't want people to sort of see people doing really well with their fitness and then feel bad that they're not Absolutely doing Absolutely not. Like, again, it's one of those things, everyone can do what they like and don't judge yourself on what other people are doing. Just, yeah, everyone, everyone's got the different limits and starting points. Um, exactly that, man. I think for me, the whole thing, like, and the only piece of it, you know, I'm not here to give people advice on, on anything like this, really. But like, it was like, I don't know about for you, but for me, it was like, just just get on the bike, just get on the bike or, you know, get out and, and, and go for a run or whatever yeah. it is you're going to do. Just just get it done. And like, yeah, to start once you with, start, like, that's it. You, you won't, you'll never regret starting. No, but you will regret having like not doing it like you're 100% I think I heard a phrase once like no one ever regrets a workout you never think oh I shouldn't have done that you're like oh I've done it now but you do regret putting it off I I completely agree and it's I think again it's something you have to choose to sort of do for yourself almost you know I mean it's I've always been you know sports a part of my life but it's not something and I, I did neglect myself like physically for a long time and I had to get myself to a point where I was like okay enough's enough now but no one else could have told me that so many people did tell me that 
like and oh you know maybe you need to do this maybe you need to do that but until i was like okay i need to do something about this now it's never quite gonna gonna sort of stick if you know what i mean and i think that's the thing is surround yourself with positivity surround yourself with like-minded people and then but do what you want to do like and 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 find whatever you know method works for you you know if you're sitting at home happy with netflix and you know whatever then fine like that's cool because you're happy yeah you know, it is, uh, you, you're better off there than driving yourself loopy with trying so hard to be something that you're not then it's, it's kind of like it's completely the you know it's counterproductive in a different way so it's, it's finding what works and giving yourself through that the, the kind of ability to to stick out whatever the next thing is that you're you're kind of gonna gonna take on really yeah so f- throughout like your kind of the workout process then has there been any tracks which you found to be quite motivating oh dude like it's, it's super weird because like i think it's, again it's finding what works because sometimes i you know I, I like my sort of poppy stuff and you know oh, i say poppy but you know that sort of clean vocal pop hook thing is, is yeah. really kind of part of what i do and what i like so uh i mean normandy dropped a new tune uh the other day i don't know if you've heard that um i think it's with jericho which is sick. If you've not heard that, it's amazing. But it, it, I just tend to kind of sort of keep an eye on, on what's going on and try and, and sort of keep my keep my hand in almost. I started uh, just for fun, started curating a playlist via Spotify just to try and, you know, people would sort of go, oh, check out my track. And, and they just get, gave me primarily loads of new music to listen to. Yeah. And then I would sort of pick bits and put it on this playlist and then give it to other people to have a listen to. So there's been some like, super cool i mean like fit for a king i've got some new stuff coming which is mental the main one in terms of like new stuff lockdown and everything else that i'm kind of like obsessed with at the moment and i think you i think you might have spoke to these um lovely lovely boys fairly recently i think but uh lestelle have just put some new stuff out yeah like lestelle is i'm just not sure i could love that band any more than i already do basically like they are we've taken you know the style came out on tour with us last year and they're just one of those bands i think it's very very rare but my my band is quite diverse as people and we've all got kind of different tastes and and in various different ways it's very rare that we'll find a band where all five of us are like wow this band are really really good it's even rarer that it happens in a tiny little venue on a sunday afternoon (laughs) in swansea we played um we played the bunkhouse in Swansea last summer and we were we were headlining some kind of indoor festival I can't remember what it was called but uh, before the end festival or something I think it was called but it was a really great day shout out to those guys that put that on um and we you know we'd heard heard about this band Lestelle and we were kind of like yeah man like music seems pretty cool like checked them out checked all the lineup out and there was some great you know like cutting teeth were there um and who else was there it was like a bunch of just a really cool like diverse little lineup for the day and then this band Estelle came on and just blew me away like blew me away insane i can't describe this it's just like a wall of emotional like sad boy anthem sound they need to be huge you know they they should be on like you know selling out venues the Dude. big kind of metalcore sad boy music you know it's like, only so it's only a matter of time in my opinion because like like i said it's, it's the first time i remember this weird moment where we're all in the venue you know we like to try and watch as many bands as we possibly can when we go to shows and stuff because it's just it's what we're all there for you know we've all been exactly 
you know you know we've played some really busy shows we've played some really you know cool festivals and stuff we've played some like graveyard shifts too like that's the way that it that's the way that it is so we always try and support and like you know we'd watch all these other cool bands and that everyone was great like there was some really cool bands but i just remember this moment where we were all stood in different parts of the venue and this band started playing and that we all just started looking at each other like wow like you could just see this everyone was like gassed and like i'm not very good at hiding my emotions so like when i see it i'm just like oh my god this band is so sick and then but you could see the others all kind of you know i'm kind of the first person going this band, they're amazing <laughs> i know sometimes a bit more sort of coy with it but we were yeah, all, yeah, yeah. they came off stage and I, I went and spoke to adam and was just like dude like blown blown away yeah and um obviously they they turn out to be kind of like the nicest dudes. As oh, well. I, I, I mean, they're all nice, but Adam is just, he's so nice. <laughs> they're just like, it's, it's just, just a warming charm to him, like, doesn't he? I mean, the show that I put on, well, the, yeah, the show that I was running for them, um, he was like, they were there early. Every band that was on, like, because basically the venue, it was like the bar was here. Then you go through these big, heavy double doors and get to the, the back room with the, with the venue. And he'd make sure that everyone at the bar would come and see all the bands. He'd be like, first band's on. Come on, guys, let's go show the support. And I was like, blown away by that. I was like, just He's so just, wholesome and kind. They're just the best guys, man. And it's like, well, we, we, you know, long story short, we basically were like, look, we're doing a tour in October. This was like August time, I think. Uh, we're doing a tour in October. Do you want to come? And they were like, we'd love to, you know, they were super humble about it and super like nice about the whole thing. And there was this, this particular tour, like in the, the city world was just, it, it was tested our resilience. Let's put it that way. Our, our bass player, Jamie dislocated his shoulder on the first day. So that was amazing. Um, so he had to go like off the tour and we had to figure out what we were going to do about that, which was good fun. And this was before Lestelle had even joined the, the tour they didn't even start second day so it was like the stuff and you know they're super kind of oh is there anything we can do to help you out and you know and you know i must say that you know the uncharted who were also on that tour really good powers of ours big shout out to them too they were also amazing so like you know we had a really good sort of package but there was this moment where um we broke down in birmingham and it ended up it was like right at the end of october freezing cold and there was like nine of us slept in a transit van in the middle of Birmingham waiting for breakdown people, basically. I remember like, so we, we, we hadn't slept at all. Basically we got up the next morning, well, you know, drove off the next morning, eventually got the van fixed and uh, we arrived and we were playing Nottingham. And I just remember the first person I saw was Adam and he just came up to me and he just gave me a hug because he knew what had happened. Like we'd spoken to him and I, I was obviously, I hadn't really slept at all. I was driving the van as well. So I was just like, I hadn't really slept. He just gave me a hug and he's like, it's okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay then. Like it was just, uh, all right. I was like having a meltdown and he was like, yeah. it's going to be okay. It's I was okay. Like, oh, like, do you know what I mean? Like, thank fuck for that. Some, some mystical like, creature just coming. Literally, dude. Everything okay. <laughs> but then like, the best thing was, is like, you know, we, we'd done that and then Lestelle played. And I, I mean, I've told them this as well, but like they played that night and that for me was like the, you know, I knew they were good because, you know, they wouldn't have even been there if they weren't, but they played in, in Nottingham. We played Alberts in Nottingham and they were fucking phenomenal like i can't express how good they were that night and i need to i need to be able to see them at a show where i'm not putting on because i think i only managed to catch like one song because i was like busy doing 
Of course, man. Yeah. When we eventually finished up uh, the tour in Leeds, they played in Leeds and, you know, we were all kind of, obviously by that point, everyone's kind of like loving each other. The vibes were great and everything else. You know, we were all buying each other's merch and, you know, just trying to support each other the best we could. But Adam, you know, obviously on behalf of all of them, he came up with a bunch of flowers and a card. And I was just like, just for fuck's sake, blow this band up, Christ. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they are, honestly, I, I could, I cannot, I'm not going to talk about them anymore because I could talk about them all day. Yeah. But they are absolutely ridiculous. They're the nicest people in the world. Go and, yeah, just go and check out the style. Um, yeah. Well, let's play some now for the listeners then. So should we, should we play out their latest song or did you want I think to... It, I think it's got to be the new one, hasn't it, really? Yeah, like, cope, Coping Without a Cure. Oh. Yeah, I can't, I can't stress enough for anybody listening... Just go, please, and check out this band because they yeah. are unbelievable. This is Lastel Coping Without a Cure. This is Karma Radio. This is going to be the tough one for you. Oh jeez! Because with someone that comes from such a musical background, you're gonna—I know you're. Like, well, you already mentioned it before, but yeah, you're gonna struggle to name one. So let's go for favorite band. You had to do it to me, didn't you? So, so do you want my favorite band or my favorite artist? Because like, so would you put the favorite artist over the favorite band? Such a now I want to know who. Like... Now I want to know in your head who you're rivaling with. <laughs> oh, the thing is, there's so many. That's the problem. It's like for me, like you know, like we said before, you've got the, you've got the big boys in in music you know there's you can look at history and you can look at the beatles and you can look at you know the beatles revolutionized the game like three times they, they did something everyone copied them so they changed what they were doing and then everyone copied that so they changed what they were doing again it's like they literally reinvented music three times you can't ignore that do you know what i mean like you, you can't ignore that would they be my favorite band ever no but it's just ridiculous for me i find it really really difficult to get past freddie mercury like i'm just like this guy is the epitome of just ah oh, i don't even have to i can't put it into <laughs> words like how again he, he reinvented the game he did things that people weren't you know he'd go out in outfits that you know at the time thinking about the you know the way that lgbtq and all that kind of stuff was was being received at that point in time he was just like so like unashamedly flamboyant uh, in in every area of his life and uh, like, i just love that whole kind of like i'm gonna do what i want to do and i don't give a fuck if you like it or not basically yeah. that that's kind of the real thing with and that is the true rock star kind of way really 100 percent. but he did it in like the most like i said like the most sort of flamboyant and like with, with so much kind of flair but in a completely different way to anybody else at the time and that's you know queen are just one of those there isn't another band that sounds like queen there just isn't there's there's bands that have kind of taken bits and pieces of it but there isn't another band that sounds like queen yeah i find if any kind of bands try to even like have their sound inspired by queen I feel like they have to make it quite obvious that they are literally, it's almost like taking a cover and twisting it a bit, isn't it? Like, you've never heard anything, yeah. like, you've never heard anything that's like, oh, this, is, this sounds like Queen. If they're going to do Queen, they want you to know they're doing Queen. <laughs> exactly that. I mean, like, you know, Muse is something that have been, you know, has been a part of my life 
in various different ways. I used to play drums in a Muse cover band like years ago. So like that was super weird. That's a you know whole different story. <laughs> um, but like if you listen to like Muse records, there's a particularly the, the sort of later stuff. There is definitely a Queen element in there, and you know vocally again something that's important to me now is you know that sort of vocal style and that that pattern and stuff. But again, it's so kind of over the top and theatrical that it's it's quite obviously kind of a sort of homage to it as opposed to kind of oh we're doing something you know you, they know they know that that's what they're doing and that's yeah. fine because you can't kind of do it and kind of you know i don't want to say rip it off but you can't sort of be like oh no we're doing something fresh because it just sounds like queen it's just one of those things it just sounds like that you can take it and use it and put part of that into what you're doing and and kind of utilize that so i mean it's such a difficult one because I've got so many like, you know, Elvis Presley's massive in my, in my family and in my upbringing and, you know, some of, some of my favorite songs of all time are by him and it's, you know, the, the voice. And I think that's, I suppose that's the main thing I suppose I would say is that I think it's always been there. It's just not something that I really wanted to kind of acknowledge is that vocals are the thing that get me Like I love, you know, I love a, a breakdown. I love a, you know, a, a sick guitar riff or, you know, like music is just this part of me. So there's, there's always the bits, but the vocals are always the bit that are like, I've heard so many bands in the past where like you'll hear incredible, like the music's amazing. If the vocals don't bang in, in one way or another, whether it be like a heavy band and it's like, you know, a punishing kind of, you know, you know, vocal sound or, you know, even like the, the, the emotion in, in, in the sort of vocal capture, if you don't get that right, I'm, I'm just not going to fuck with it. Like in the same yeah. way, like that's just, that's just unfortunately is the way that it is. And that's just me. Another sort of, in terms of my favorites is, is, is you're probably going to ask me to pick one, aren't you? And I, I'm really <laughs> part of this, but like Foo Fighters, they're another one where it's just like, again, it's just everything. Like Dave Grohl is just everything. Like, I, yeah. I remember seeing them. I saw them at the um, the Milton Keynes Bowl. Oh, I went to that one. Did, were you there? It was oh, like were Biffy Clyro supporting. No, 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 no. I went the second time. So this was uh, the thing. Okay. So I I couldn't get tickets to the first one. And my our tour manager, um, hashtag Ian, shout out to him. He went and I couldn't get tickets. So I was like well jealous. Because um, he said, wasn't it like Supergrass or someone as well like supported? It was like really like. Might, uh, they might have done it twice actually. Because I went. Uh, it was a long time ago. I went when they were doing the Wasting Light. I think it's called. Yeah, that. yeah, that would have been it. Yeah. So I. It was Jimmy Eat World, Biffy Clyro, and Foo Fighters. That's amazing. That was yeah, the day I went anyway, but I think they, they did a few days, so it might have mixed it up. A few, yeah, because I went um, when they were supposed to play Wembley, and it was like, you know, we'd, we'd, not got, we'd not got tickets the first time for whatever reason. And then eventually it got announced that they were, they were going to do this thing. And it was when he, um, he fell off stage in Gothenburg and broke his leg. Oh yeah, broke his leg and it all got it all got pushed back so we ended up going and he played the whole like he came out on this like i can only describe it as a throne it was literally just like lights and guitars and you know just so theatrical and crazy but like he came out you know all in a cast and everything else and had like i don't know how many people you can get into the bowl but like tens of thousands of people in the palm of his hand while he was sat on his ass yeah and I was just like, <laughs> this is unreal like literally insane and just seeing that whole kind of and again it's just the whole thing it's like you know i love sort of tight neat polished 
sort of production and all this other stuff but then you see a band like Foo Fighters come out and it's just like I mean I don't know six of them or something like that because they had you know various it started off as four of them and then Pat came back and then they had Ross's chops on the keyboards at the back and whatever but then you know at one point in the in the show they just brought out John Paul Jones and fucking Roger Taylor and they were like oh we're gonna play Under Pressure and just played under pressure like it was just like a, you know like an open mic night or something and I was like yeah, what the fuck I think, is going on I think they like, always is... try and bring a guest out like the, when, the time I went that tour the night before they brought out Alice Cooper as like a special guest and I was gutted because I'd, I'd love to see Alice Cooper it's such a testament to like musicianship with them and that's the thing it's just like the complete opposite end almost of, of what like I don't want to sort of say classic rock and roll but it is kind of that yeah they're, they're just there they're just dudes and they're just playing their instruments exceptionally well together and that's it there's no yeah. there's no thr- like thrills there's no well they do have fireworks but no, <laughs> it's not what I mean there's no kind of you know backing tracks or you know and again that's not something I've got anything against by yeah anybody. oh yeah I, I, lo- I love the gimmicks but it is great to see a band that don't need exactly it exactly that man. and they, they just you come know, out and, and they can pull a 60,000 crowd and like you say unreal. have them in the palm of his hands unreal like literally I've just never seen energy like it, it sounds mental I don't really know how, to, how else to explain it but it's like they were just so fucking up for it I think the overall thing for music in general with me is if it doesn't make me feel something and I'm, probably for a lot of people but like if it doesn't make me feel something I find it difficult to connect with it you know, yeah. it might be that you know makes me want to cry it might be that it makes me want to you know sing at the top of my lungs it might be that it makes me want to you know fucking punch my nan in the face or something but like you know whatever it is is doing that, something for you that emotion is there you know you can feel that kind of draw in one way or another and you know it might be you know a feeling in your chest or a feeling in you know i'm gonna go in the pit you know there's something i don't really pit all that much anymore but sometimes you'll hear something and it will be like hold my beer like, yeah I mean, I, i'm the I same it, it, it takes a lot to get me in there but when that moment happens you know i remember watching fever 333 last year on their tour and it was like the, the venue was like i'm at the age now where like we'd just rather stand at the back of a drink and then we know we're going to go out somewhere afterwards taking the show but i think trigger came on and i was just like right i'm going in push them out of the way get to the front and then the song ends walk back and then just and just st- stood there again like that's literally what right. well, i did literally i remember going to as a slam dunk uh three years ago now probably and it's just after Dobro. i love dobroco and dobroco just put out pretty and um i ended up at the back song came on and i was like i'm going in hold my jacket hold my beer get out of here sort of thing gone into the pit had some guy fall on me like because obviously everyone's going crazy yeah. some dude's like gone down and i picked this guy up and it's rob damiani <laughs> like, <no laughs> Picked him up and Rob's just like, thanks, man. And then just carried on like nothing had happened. Yeah, the that, was place the time, mental. that was the time he'd stand, he'd get a wall of death and he'd stand in the middle of it. And then yeah. they just, which, yeah, 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 but this was, was like, we, were, like, we were both in the same pit there. <laughs> there you go then. So like, that was the, that was the thing. Cause I was just like, pick this guy up. And he's like, oh, thanks man. And off he went. And he's just in, you know, boom. And I came back out all the way back to the back took my took my beer and just sort of stood there like nothing had happened and then I sort of the next day I was like sort of processing that like, yeah. like what the actual has just happened do you know what I mean this is completely insane but it is it really is it's about that feeling I think and it's you know there's so many I know I'm trying to just uh, digress as much as I can so I don't have to give you a straight answer of who my favourite is because <laughs> but yeah so Food Fighters then yes. um, what's, what's your favourite Food Fighters song but that, that's probably going to be a hard question now as well it's actually not Is like, weirdly it's actually not I, I in t- again it's all about that feeling and nothing gets i mean i love Foo Fighters, i love so many of their songs but nothing gets me like best of you 
Oh, yeah. That, nice. that, the way that that vocal kicks in at the beginning and it's just Dave on his own with the guitar and the, the raw passion and power in what he's doing. It's just head and shoulders for me. It's just yeah. the best of you any day of the week. Cool. Right, let's play that now then. So this is Foo Fighters, best of you. So we'll wrap this up then. Uh, Mikey, thank you so much for your time today. I think Dude. I think this has been the longest interview I've done with someone, but I, I could literally sit here and chat to you for hours if I didn't have something to do <laughs> later on. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I'm like notorious for being just like... Once you get me on a topic that I'm passionate about, it's like, that's it. I mean, no, dude, never apologize for talking about what you're passionate about. I love honestly, to see it. Honestly, I, I really appreciate you having me on. I thank you so much for yeah, allowing me to be part of this because it's, yeah, no, uh, it's, cool. it's really cool. And I, I think it's what you're doing is amazing. So thank you, man. Yeah, keep it up. Yeah, well, hopefully they'll, uh, I mean, when live stuff returns, you know, I'd love to come see the band. 100% definitely happen. I mean, obviously no one knows what's happening at the moment, do they? But yeah, we'll, you know, just hit me up. We'll make yeah, something man. happen. We're, uh, we'll we're, we're playing in London. In, well, hopefully, fingers crossed, playing a big album, end of album cycle show in London um, in January, if you fancy it. Yeah, man, I'll look into that. If you're listening at home, then there's, uh, you know, tickets are, are selling. So um, get involved. What, what event is that? Sorry? It's at the Dome in, uh, in Tough Park. And um, we did the album release show at Boston Music Rooms, which is downstairs. And that sold out last summer, which was amazing. So we're hoping January, we're, yeah, we're moving up to the Dome upstairs, um, which is going to be, it's the biggest headline show we've ever done, really. So it's going to be oh, pretty nice. Yeah, pretty I'll look into that. Hopefully we'll be coming I'll put, I'll put a link on our uh, Instagram story as well for listeners if they want to get to That would be amazing. Nice. That would be awesome, dude. But yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. great to see you there if you fancy it. Yeah, nice. Radio.